Forever Young Adult Bookplate! Welcome to the June 2019 edition of Bookplate. Find us on the web at foreveryoungadult.com. Join a book club chapter in your area or start your own by visiting us online and clicking on the book club link at the top. Don't forget to check out our monthly themed wallpaper created by graphics goddess Mandy C, which is always featured at the top of the page. I am Annie, and in this book... Ooh, I forgot to think about that. Oh, gosh, I forgot. (laughs) I really liked the main character, Mm -hmm. uh, Jude, but I think... What was the older sister's name? Vivian. Vivian. Yeah. I might be more of a Vivian. I'm Britt, and... Um, in this book, I will be, I'll be Heather, <laughs> Vivian's girlfriend in the mortal world who has no idea what the fuck is going on. I felt bad for <laughs> Heather. Yeah. I think sometimes I'm just like too trusting of people and then, uh, yeah, I can be just in the dark about like what's actually going on because I just like want to believe what the person tells me. So, yeah. <laughs> Even when they have fuzzy pointed ears. <laughs> <laughs> she probably glamored herself, right? I think I don't know. Well, I might be conflating because I did read the second one. (laughs) So this is book plate. We always talk about the book as a meal so we can more easily digest it. And we start off with our amuse bouche. Jude and Taryn are twin mortal girls living in fairy with their stepfather who murdered their parents and stole them away. Fairy is a fun story, but the reality, especially for mortals, is deadly. Just the same. Both sisters want to belong. But where is the place for them in the seely and unseely courts? (laughs) <laughs> I had to look that up. I'm still not really clear on the difference. Um, Seely versus unseely. I think I might be able to explain it. I think that's one of the topics. I'll try. I'll do my best. Okay. Um, come back to it. Yeah. So our other cover take where we ask our significant others what they think the book is about just by looking at the cover. Jamal, my partner, said it was similar to On Fortune's Wheel, but Game of Thronesy. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, with everybody, like the power. It is. Yeah. And the throne is the thing in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the crown in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Garrett said, well, it's about a cruel prince. I was like, okay, great. What else? And he said the font is kind of stabby. So maybe he's like sadistic in some way. And then here's where he kind of like went off the rails a little bit. Like (laughs) not, I don't know. He's having an off day. Um, He said maybe he kidnaps a girl and like tries to make her his princess. But then he also noticed the beetle on the tree branch on the cover and said like maybe he gets pleasure from like torturing people and squishing bugs. (laughs) Which he probably does. We know he gets pleasure from torturing people. Although, which one is the cruel prince? Because like they all are. That's a really good question. But we know that Balkin and Dane both like to torture people. I don't know if Cardin's ever like tortured anyone Mm. physically, definitely mentally. But anyway. Oh, he does rip the fairy's wings in the very first scene. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. And he's tortured the girls, the sisters. Like he's bullied them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, I think it's meant to be Cardin, but it's fairy. Everybody's kind of awful. Yeah. Except for Oak. Oak is a delight. (laughs) (laughs) Although I don't know what he's going to be like in 10 years or whatever when he comes back to rule. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, although he did like make Jude like punch herself in the face. So maybe not. Over and over again for his entertainment. Yeah. Never mind. (laughs) Like who's a fairy who's not like terrible in some way. Hmm. (laughs) I think the ones that are like the servants have less power to be terrible. 
but they're still not like beautiful right there's a lot of interesting layers with like who what you what are you what your nature is versus what you look like kind of yeah all of the food items that i pulled out of the book are poisons <laughs> nice. because um the main character does mithridism is that how you say it i don't know she poisons herself she poisons herself to build up an immunity yeah <laughs> because as a human in the land of fairies, she is particularly vulnerable to the way fairy can hurt humans. Mm-hmm. That doesn't hurt fairies. Mm-hmm. So as a way to make herself stronger, she is like meeting out little bits of poison every day to build up an immunity. Mm-hmm. And it's not good for her. <laughs> Never mind. I was going to like make a comment about vaccines. Oh, man. But I'm like, it's the same way a vaccine works, except vaccines are good for you. Vaccinate your children. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you build up an immunity to it. Maybe that was a bad comparison because anti-vaxxers are going to be like, see, vaccines are poison. (laughs) Vaccinate your children. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I still don't get that movement at all. (laughs) The fucking worst. Okay. So the appetizer is Wraith Berry. Mm -hmm. And our topic is secrets. Everyone is keeping secrets from one another. And in fairy, only mortals can lie. And then there's a whole, like, spy master situation with the Court of Shadows. Yeah. So. I thought that was really interesting because, like, I don't know a whole lot about fairy lore. I have not read a lot of fairy books, but a lot of it seems to revolve around, like, trickery and, like, deceit and things like that. So it makes sense that they can't lie. They would need to, like, find other ways to like have fun with mortals or like circumvent the truth or like partial truths and things like that. So I liked the idea that they can't outright lie. And I think it like lends credibility to like their nature of being sneaky and shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Although, yeah, I mean, they're sneaky, but yeah, a lie by omission, I guess it's about the words themselves that have truth. So if you're not saying the words aloud or if you're like, putting your phrase around it yeah but you're right they're like the fairy is about illusion mm-hmm. and riddles and like can you find the trick can you see through the illusion mm-hmm. can you um like even the when you enter the palace like you can't see the entrance until the last minute you have to run into the wall essentially yeah. to get in i think i wrote a note about that i think i highlighted that part and i was like hmm, this sounds kind of like platform nine and three quarters yeah <laughs> Like, just running at the wall. Just have faith that you'll go through it. Do people... Okay, so I saw a picture of Platform 9 and 3 quarters, and they've, like, warded it, walled it off, and there was, like, a line of people... People go to, like, pose and take a picture, yeah. and they've got, like, a, a shopping cart with an owl, like, half in the thing. Oh, okay. There people can go and pose and stuff. They don't run into it. I mean, maybe some people <laughs> may, <I> don't know, <laughs> but... <laughs> I... Yeah, I really liked how the world was built a lot I think I mean that's mainly what I brought up to discuss is the different aspects of how she built fairy oh yeah it's written by Holly Black yes <laughs> and uh I liked this and also I think the court of shadows was cool there's um not a trope but I've seen this now a few times in fantasy about like spy masters the spy master game I don't know what foundational text that comes from or concept that comes from, but I've seen it play out in a few fantasy novels. Mm. Tamora Pierce has the tricksters 
uh, choice trickster queen duo where the main character in that book is also like the spy master building her own spies and everything. And there's another one too that I'm not remembering off the top of my head, but I'm just, I don't know. I, I don't know how much I'm intrigued by that, Mm. but I thought that the way the court of shadows worked was cool. Like, yeah, the specifically because she gave us insight into like the four main characters that were part of the story. And Mm -hmm. so I became invested in who those folks were and what they were doing. Yeah. And it didn't seem like it served a purpose. It wasn't just there to like, Oh, let's make her a spy. That'll be interesting or whatever. Like she's immortal. So she can like pass as a servant without being noticed and like things like that. So yeah, I thought it, added an interesting layer to the plot for sure it gave her more power yeah yeah definitely which is interesting because like technically he had power like one of the what was it called gleaning i don't remember what it's called when oh when you give someone a command the they have to do it that yeah yeah clean i don't know <laughs> um <laughs> yeah and he said like nobody would be able to control her and then he was like oh except for me and she was like fuck (laughs) right so giving her power but also still making sure he has like more power yeah and it's interesting because we're in a magical land it's interesting to think about power as just inherent like the magic of things and power as power over someone Mm -hmm. either through knowledge or status or some other thing like but it's sometimes easier to see magic than it is to see those like invisible threads of power that come from class or mm-hmm. come from being like other in the realm, being the human in the fairy realm. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because like, I mean, a lot of power is like taken from her because she's this outsider because like they see her as like less than and like she and Taryn turn sister Mm -hmm. they have to you know pretend you know be like the perfect daughters and blah 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 but the older sister who's like full fairy like purposely pisses maddock off and like does whatever she wants because like she doesn't have to get that power back like she already has it just from birth so yeah and it's interesting the the they're twins jude and taryn and they are choosing to find their place in the two different ways like Taryn is assimilating mm-hmm. and Jude although she says she's fighting is also kind of assimilating like in her rebellion yeah she's still the one who's finding all of these things like the quarter shadows and and like the poisons and all this stuff it's like I identified with her struggle of like I see these things that are wrong I see that like I see myself without power I want power but it also brings me closer to the things that I think are wrong. Mm-hmm. And then like, do those choices corrupt you? Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the question at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I mean, I guess going back to Jamal's like Game of Thrones comparison, it kind of reminds me of like Sansa and Arya, right? Like Sansa and Taryn, they want to like fly under the radar. They want to like, just like you said, assimilate into the culture and like kind of become powerful that way by like playing into the system in a way but still like on their own terms and then like Arya and Jude are gonna like fight for their power and but yeah 
Yeah, and we find out who Jude's lover is, right? In this one. Not Jude, in Taryn. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean. (laughs) I knew he was playing her because he said he likes a good story. And I'm like, okay. But that was not what I expected that he was. Yeah. And that Taryn knew. Yeah. And that she knew and she was fine with it. I'm like, can you really love a creature that much? I don't know. Like, yeah, that was really hard. That was really hard. Yeah. There's a lot of betrayal. Like nobody really has anyone's back in this book. Not at all. (laughs) Do you want to move on to the next one? Yeah. Okay. So death suite is the main course. And we've talked a little bit about this, but this book is about intrigue and power. There's Mm -hmm. the crown, the courts, the players. I mean, it really is a game. It. Okay. I think Jamal had it. It is a game of thrones. It's a game of the crown. Sorry, Garrett. Jamal wins this round. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I think at first I was like, why does everybody want this position? It doesn't look that great. Mm -hmm. It looks like you're kind of in charge of a mess, you know, or like, what is it that besides the power itself? What is it that all these people are fighting for? Mm -hmm. There's some hints, I think, that come to fruition more in the second book about like what that power can actually do to like change things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I was telling you earlier, I got the second book before I'd even finished this one, which rarely happens. But I was just like, I'm going to need to know what happens immediately. But then I was like, no, I shouldn't start it because then I'm going to because my memory is shit (laughs) and I have brain fog. Um, But like, yeah, I didn't want to conflate details from the second book by accident. So it's like sitting on my Kindle just itching for me to read it. (laughs) It's good. Yeah. And then the third one comes out in what, like November? Yeah. I'm kind of sad it wasn't immediate because I want it. I mean, all of these have really crazy cliffhangers at the end and twists that just like are gut wrenching. So like, yes, you want to find out immediately what happens next. Holly Black did an excellent job of making you need to read the next book. So yeah, (laughs) this one kind of like, I wouldn't say dragged, but like the first half was just a lot of like setup I Mm -hmm. think and then I think the turning point for me was when they was when Jude quote-unquote saves the human servant Sophie Mm. right and tries to like get Vivian to take her back to the mortal world and she like feeds her salt and was like wake up (laughs) like let's get you out of here and like she was like so distressed that she weighed her pockets down with stones and like fell off the flying toad I don't know. No, it was the horses. They're the the horses horses. that come out of weeds or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit. And then it was just nonstop from there. Yeah. Like, nothing happens as you expect. Yeah. Like, she sets it up to be one type of story. She immediately destroys it. Then it's going to be a different type of story. Then (laughs) that goes away. It's like, you think you know the final plot twist. Then it's like, surprise. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you have no idea. Yeah. And the setup for the like, I mean, we have sexual tension in this book for sure, but the setup for the second book is really great. <laughs> like, it's a good love hate relationship or hate love relationship, or we're not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I haven't quite figured out the power structure about the courts, though. Like, mm-hmm. and the world. I can't figure out if all the fairies live on this one island or if there are other lands there's like the water i but they also mentioned like the 
the fairies that live among mortals, like in the shadows and in the trees and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. But I couldn't figure out if this was the only fairy land or if there were like other lands mm. that are like off the map that we don't see. Maybe. It was a little confusing, like how, like where it is in relation to the mortal world also, because like, you know, the, the fairy land in this book is an island, so they fly to the mortal world, but then is it like the mortal world is California and fairy is Hawaii? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, it's like in terms of like relation to each other, but then it's like fairy is like above or beneath the mortal world, but in the same like plane. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's, ki- it's kind of just like you step over, you step over the line, right? Yeah. But we don't know where it is. Yeah. I thought it was on the East Coast. I thought when they come back, they come back to, like, New Jersey or something. That's right, because the pixie girl yeah. and her boyfriend. Did the Kindle library version have that short story at yeah. the end? Of your, yeah. 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 Yeah, that was interesting. So, Because they definitely live in New York. Right. Yeah. So I was assuming it was kind of like an Ireland or maybe, mm. you know, something in the Atlantic, kind of on either side, maybe. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, it's still, fairy definitely has the British, like, flavor even though people don't speak with accents or anything like i don't know fairy fairy for me will always be associated with like ireland and Mm. the british isles and yeah more so from there at least the stories that i've read Mm. was there any particular like court or player that you liked or was intrigued by um the one who was it royden yeah. Oh, r- yeah. The fairy, uh, the pixie girl's boyfriend. The w- or whatever. Was he cockroaches or something? The termites. Termites. Yeah. 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 I thought it was interesting because, like, she was, like, taken aback at how, like, polite he was to her. But then, like, I don't remember what something happened and she was like, oh, shit. Like, let me not be thrown off my guard because this guy is, like, just as bloodthirsty as anybody else. And yeah, it's just, it's so interesting because everybody, like you said, nobody has <laughs> anybody's back like everybody is like in it for power in some way and you know like she constantly has her guard up and like she started to kind of let down those walls a little bit because he was probably the first person in fairy to ever like be polite to her but then she was like nope I still have to have my guard up yeah it's it's also interesting to me I'm like where are they fighting all these wars (laughs) and why are they fight and who are they fighting you know like there's a lot of battle like Madoc is a red cap which means he's a type of spirit that has to have his cap dipped in blood. I thought that was such a good yeah. Oh my gosh, e- version of that because usually they're like weird, they're like small or whatever. But he's like this large, imposing character, and he's so he's so much the general. Like I thought that was a great way to embody that like character. It actually she references a lot of types of spirits mm-hmm. that I've never even heard of or don't know. Like you would have to look them up to know. Yeah all of them but i thought that was cool instead of just making it like it gives fairy more diversity in that way Mm -hmm. versus like oh it's always the elegant you know beautiful people it's like no there's a whole subculture of things happening yeah dessert is the sliver of ever apple (laughs) ever apple is the fairy fruit that jude gets like fed during a scene where she's being tortured by uh carden and his friends because they took off her like berry necklace that protects her from glamours and yeah (laughs) so they force feed her the apple and then she basically it basically like 
it's kind of like ecstasy, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it's like all of a sudden she loses her inhibitions and she's really into them and they tell her to like crawl towards them and take yeah. off her clothes and all this stuff. So there's definitely like a weird, there's definitely a, like a sexual tension there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just bringing up the poison. We've talked about it a little bit, but it's called mithraditism. <laughs> and it's poison like slowly maddens you over time. And, and so I looked this up. I actually looked up this term mm-hmm. and was doing a little bit of research. And in the story, the king there's a king who doesn't know his advisor is feeding him little bits of poison to like strengthen him. Mm. And he feeds some to his pregnant wife <gasps> who then dies. Oh shit. And I think I think that has like some influence on this story for sure. Mm. The whole where did what is the oak where like where oak come came from? Yeah, and like yeah. I don't know. I thought that was a cool twist on that. I guess it's a myth, but like there when I was looking at the Wikipedia article, they had like the actual name of the king and the kingdom mm. and like the year and everything written down. So yeah. Just another reason why I I mean I get power power is nice like it's nice to have power but when you're in the hot seat like people are trying to kill you all the time. <laughs> but that's the thing though because the curse on the crown means that only descendants can wear it like in some ways they probably thought they were safe from like people trying to kill them cuz like an outsider like sure they could come up and murder them but they wouldn't be able to wear the crown like to usurp or whatever but mm-hmm. then because like it's descendants like it all of the bloodshed was like within the family how did eldred how did he have six kids when most fairies have a kid every 500 years if that i think because (laughs) he was a hella old like Mm. had been ruling forever basically like the first king of fairy right or his mother was the first queen of Mm. fairy so literally that it only ever had two monarchs okay yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so fairies don't have kids very quickly and they're because they're immortal so yeah which is also why they keep bringing in humans to keep like their race species whatever going (laughs) yeah so there's like half humans half fairies Mm -hmm. i thought that was interesting yeah Mm. i'm trying to think of what other books have like involved poison i don't know it's it's an interesting concept. Poison is always considered uh, like a a woman's yep. tool. Yeah. Um cuz it's not gentlemanly or like you're not upfront about it. You're like being you're secretive and hidden and manipulative and so it's it's like not as like honorable. Honorable, yes. Yeah. As a tool for death. Yeah. But in this book, do we find out who gave the poison she poisoned Maddox like during the mm-hmm. during what was supposed to be Balkan's coronation it's just, is that what you mean no I, I mean like because like do we find out Oak's backstory like we yeah, know yeah yeah, yeah yeah so we know his mother was poisoned right yeah yeah <coughs> do we find out who gave that person the poison I think it's uh oh one of the uh court of shadows Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it was the ghost or the But it was Dane's idea. Yes. Right? Because he didn't want anybody coming to challenge him for the throne. Yeah. Yeah, because that was his son. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Messy. Super (sighs) messy. But that's like another way that she she takes power by 
you know, by saying like, I'm going to do this to myself before someone else can do it to me. Like in Pitch Perfect, when like the character Fat Amy and they're like, you call yourself Fat Amy? She's like, yeah, so none of you skinny bitches like can call, you know, there's like power in like Mm -hmm. sort of doing something on your terms or whatever. Yeah. So I thought that was that was really interesting because like when she poisoned both of the cups of wine and let Maddox choose and he's like, how did you know which one I would choose? And she's like, I poisoned both of them. <laughs> I mean, that's a long game play. It too. really is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's built up to be a born strategist, you know, because she, of Maddox. Yeah. Yeah. She's really his daughter. Which I think is why it's so hard that they're the. And they're the antagonists, right? They're yeah. fighting each other. They're yeah. not on the same side. Which is interesting because being the human and the outsider, she thinks she knows fairy, but then like she's in the household of like one of the greatest betrayers. It's mm-hmm. really yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And like she wants to be a knight so that, you know, nobody will have a reason to call her weak or, you know, she's trying to like one up them before they can do it to her kind of thing but then i don't know a lot of it is very self-destructive so like where's the line (laughs) yeah i don't i think this is like i'm not sure i like jude like i do right but i'm not sure like it's it's another unreliable narrator like you really can't trust her you can't trust anybody it made for a very intriguing story yeah like i want to like her but i'm like i'm a little scared of you (laughs) oh she's terrifying she's literally terrifying like, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but there's she and she gets like majorly tortured. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's one of those things like forged. The sharpest weapons or the hardest weapons are forged in like the hottest fire. Mm-hmm. Right. She's yeah. gone through all of this trauma and and has become like a weapon herself. I think that's yeah. kind of what Holly Black is getting at with the whole like having her do the sword the story starts off with her like sword exercises or like the exercise where Maddox is teaching them a game of strategy that's the second is that the second one that's the second book because at the end of the first one there was a preview for the second one and i read it this one literally starts off with like Maddox opening the door and murdering her parents but isn't there like there's that's the like prequel and isn't the next one like she's doing the sword exercises maybe i'm making that up i think it could be because I they had like a preview of the first couple chapters at the end of this one and it started off with like the strategy game oh yeah let me go to the beginning but I think but my point is that I think Holly Black is showing us like she's learned these things but actually her most intense weapon her strongest weapon is just herself right yeah so the prologue is Matic like just showing up and murdering the parents and then it starts off with her just in the house and Tatterfell is like braiding her hair and okay. blah 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 so what a way to start a book also uh, yeah <laughs> I don't know like when I first read that I was like I don't know if I'm gonna like this that was my first <laughs> thought I was like wow there's already been so much bloodshed I guess I should be prepared for much more bloodshed <laughs> I mean yeah I mean that that coronation is basically like the red wedding (laughs) yeah (laughs) i you know slaughter and murder and blood is not really my favorite genre of story but i thought that 
it actually wasn't too much for this book. I mean, everything is kind of fantastical and, and a lot. Yeah, it wasn't like throughout the whole book. It was like pockets of the book and like really intense yeah. pockets of the book, I think. And they're all led up to like yeah. there's a tension that then like, oh, I get why we're releasing it now in this very violent way. Yeah, and even the beginning where it's like, whoa, like taken aback. But then as you read, you start to understand who Maddox is and like, yeah, it yeah. makes sense in a really fucked up, twisted way. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, her mother dared to, like... I want to know that backstory. Yeah. How did she escape and fake her own death? Like, can we have a novella? <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, I'm... How does one accomplish that? Yeah. <laughs> Whose body was it, actually? Did they say that? Did they say whose it was? No, they don't. Oh. But they know there was a body. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last thing I have on here, Essence of Blusher Mushroom. and i I briefly mentioned it before but the love hate the falling in love and being scared oh this there's a comment in the book where they talk about how falling in love and being scared provoke the same feelings in humans huh yeah like the same response you know when you're scared you freeze up or you can get sweaty or you you know your pupils (laughs) dilate and Love can do the same thing. Mm. Uh, your heart rate accelerate. You know your heart accelerates all this stuff. I thought that was a very clever comment. Um, it made me think a lot about. It made me think a lot about that actually. Yeah. Not to get too dark, but it made me think about a lot of like our Me Too sexual harassment like history as women, where men don't pick up on signals mm. either intentionally or unintentionally. But if if it is such a similar physiological response, it maybe they are just reading the fear as like, wow, (laughs) interest. Yeah. And if you're a fairy and you like don't get humans, you know, they basically don't have emotions. They do. But like, it's it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think fairies love each other? In this world? That's a good question. I don't know because I don't know if what Maddox and the stepmom have is love. And then the king, Royben, the one who brought his pixie girlfriend over, like he was annoyed when she came to live with him or to be with him or whatever. And then like Locke just wants a good story. So he's just in it for fun. So like, I don't know. Is there an example of a couple of a fairy couple that's actually in love? No, I don't really think so. I think Royben is like the closest we get. Yeah. And he was just like, well, I can't lie. And you're already here. So you might as well stay. <laughs> like, thanks. How romantic. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. I think I don't know. If, I, I actually don't know Holly Black's other stories enough to know if like love or attraction is a large part of them. But there's definitely like a f- fear of that as be is making you vulnerable in this story mm-hmm. if you actually care about something that can be used to har- harm you yeah there was the girl um her mother is the the mermaid queen or mm-hmm. whatever i can't remember nick nikasha nikasha yeah yeah like she well i don't know because she was with Cardin, but then she left him for Locke just to make him jealous so like does she is she in love with Cardin? that's a really good question or does she love the fact that it would bring her more power. Right. I don't know. I don't think there's an example of a fairy actually loving anyone in the book. 
or maybe does it count? Does Vivian Heather count? Like that would act, okay. That's probably the most loving relationship, actually. But Vivian but still doesn't. She doesn't trust her enough to tell her the truth. Oh, <laughs> Locke. Oh man, did you like him until you knew he was a bad guy, or what did you think? I wanted to. I wanted to, <laughs> but I like something in the back of my mind was like something is too this is too easy like the shoe other shoe is gonna drop like but i was not expecting it to be that like he's engaged to your sister and he just wants to see how far you'll fall like yeah but i did but that was that was his persona that was the game that was him like pretending to be compassionate and like pretending to see her differently than other fairies do and stuff like and he's clearly that's part of his power he's totally yeah. able to charm yeah folks that get them to do things outside of what they'd otherwise want to do yeah where which makes me ask like is Taryn really in love with him mm. i would doubt it i think like every time jude like stood up for herself or whatever like Taryn would be mad at her and then they're just like can we just just ignore them and they'll stop like she seems to really just want to fly under the radar and just be accepted and I think this is just a means to an end for her which is like her power grab but it's like if I can like find myself a fairy husband <laughs> then like maybe I'll get treated like everybody else around here so or at least be protected be aligned yeah. with someone who has more power yeah I feel I mean I think she is like one of the more interesting characters I really want to know what yeah, her what's motivation her is yeah <laughs> yeah because we get a lot of insight into what Jude's feeling. Yeah. Although she's still not telling us everything, but she tells us a lot. And mm -hmm. like, we at least know when she's angry, when she's mad at herself, when she's frustrated. But like, we don't read Taryn at all. Right. Yeah. Or Jude doesn't, which is also interesting to me because they're twins, but they don't have that like twin bond that, you know, a lot of people mm -hmm. play into. Yeah. They really are. They really are don't feel like twins mm -hmm. and like she has to keep reminding us <laughs> you know yeah 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 that's so funny because in the end scene when uh was it the the ghost or the was the ghost the bomb and who's the other one? Oh, what is his name i just remember him as the goblin with the long nose yeah <laughs> somebody like drops the crown down to like but he thinks it's jude and it's Taryn because you didn't get to the right spot in time. And like, I had to think like, why would he give it to Taryn instead? I'm like, oh, because they're identical. And he thought it was Jude. But that like took me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> to puzzle out. It's a great plot device. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. I actually kind of like that. They're not super twinsy. You know, I feel like they're really given their own agency. Which yeah. Which is nice. Their sword fight scene was really intense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a great scene. Yeah. I have a sibling. I definitely... We didn't fight with swords, but we absolutely fought with words, but not oh, yeah. over, like, a man. I don't know. It was so good. I was like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> good job, Holly Black. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. Did you want to say anything? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. I know we didn't go off on, like, a story or anything. I think there's just so much, like, this book is so, like, juicy. Yeah. There's so many things to explore in this world <laughs> that, like, do we really? to make connections to our own let's just 
talk about fairy. <laughs> like, yeah. what's going on there? I mean, the world is so cool. Yeah, just like the world building is so cool. Yeah, I was very impressed, and even kind of the like brief jaunts that we get to the human world. I thought she also did a good job of building those up. Like everything yeah. is very easy to see. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting in the short story about the pixie girl. She runs like a bakery or whatever. And she has a little iron ball that she, she touches money to before putting it in the register or whatever, because it would reveal if it was leaves glamour to be money. And it made me think like, Oh, is, uh, is Vivi going to get caught like doing that <laughs> oh. in one of the future books or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I like and I like that that's a good setup for like other cool short stories like yeah. this interaction between the mortal world and fairy. Yeah. Give us the mom's backstory. <laughs> 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 that would be I mean, I would love to read that. Yeah. Hopefully we get it. Yeah. Cool. Well, until next time. Book appetit. <laughs>